0: Welcome to Dad's Class. Welcome to the podcast where I, Devin Pierce, bring you the tools of my toolbox. So whether you are a parent, going to be one, or just adulting, it is my goal to help you make... to help you be better equipped for life's great adventure. Welcome to Dad's Class, everybody. We are live on Mixer. It is April 23rd. I wrote the wrong gate down. How is everybody? I hope you folks are well and safe. I hope everybody is adjusting to their existences. Uh, The family's been doing pretty great this week. We uh, changed up our attack plans with how we were organizing ourselves, uh, specifically setting out a schedule for our homeschooling, and making time for our family and different activities. Things that we want to get done while everybody's home. Since our last class, which was an audio-only class, I snuck that out last week on the 15th of April, uh, we talked about what is moderation. We had a Top 5 Tuesday of Games You Should Play, uh, about two weeks ago. And this previous week, we had Places We Never Clean. We also did a little something different with that episode by placing it, the full episode, on our Twitter account and to our uh, Facebook page. Just to see what people thought of it being there. Yeah. It was small enough of an episode it would fit on Twitter. There's a video limit on that, so I figured... Why not try it out? Do something different. We've also started the hashtag #MyPetMonster project, where I shared my son's 2D uh, shapes monster, in the hopes of inspiring others to make their own, uh, sharing them with the world on social media. Of course, tag the show in it at Dad's Class on both Twitter and Facebook, and use the hashtag #MyPetMonster. For those of you who painted Easter-themed things on your windows, might be something for you to uh, replace it with. Or try some other mediums, like clay or something. I don't know. Be creative. I want to see what people come up with. I think it would be fun. Today, guys, we are going to be stepping back into the Raising Responsible Children series by the the, uh, Parent Institute. We did some of these pamphlets in the past. We've done a few of them now. Uh, You can visit the Parent Institute at parent-institute.com. The topic we're gonna be looking at today is the importance of spending time with children. Now given that the world is in a bit of a different situation where many of us are staying home with our children, You may be wondering why I chose this topic at this time. And honestly, I feel like there couldn't be a better time to focus in on this. And it might honestly be the most important episode I do on this podcast for the foreseeable future. Here's hoping I uh, did a good job of writing the show notes. (laughs) All right. If you, uh, at the end of the show, are interested in checking out the previous Raising Responsible Children-based episodes here of the podcast, we do have a podcast playlist over on the YouTube channel dedicated just to this series of pamphlets. Um, I will also link the previous audio episodes into the audio description of this episode for our audio listeners. As to why I felt this was an important topic right now. A lot of times we treat the idea of quantity and quality as though you can only have one or the other. And realistically, when it comes to spending time with our children, we want to aim for both. We want to give them lots of our time, but we also want to make sure that that time has some level of quality for them. Today, with the help of our source material, which is a little eggshell blue featuring uh, a mother and two children of opposing gender stereotypes on the front cover, we are going to look at why it's important to spend time with your children. I'm hoping to make the effort towards showing you how to make time for your children what that time could look like and with those last little two points there we're also going to look at making the time you're spending with your children hold its highest value and i do get it i understand as i've already said many of us are spending a lot of time at home with our kids already And if you're having an experience like we've had, it's kind of hard to balance the other things going on in your life that you might normally do when your kids aren't home with the fact that they are always home right now. And this is kind of why I feel like this particular episode is important because we need to understand that the value or the quality of the time we're giving our children is just as important if not more so now for the quantity we have Um, essentially because we have this large quantity of time for most of us unexpectedly with our children if the majority of that time is us where we're getting overloaded it's not going to have the same impact on our kids With any time, I take something from a selection of reading, guys. This is my interpretation of the information. My opinions are mixed into this. My own stories are here. So, I encourage you to... sort. I encourage you to seek out the source material, or find some similar readings to get some different perspectives and views on that, and come up with your own. Also, if you do seek out other readings, let me know what you found. In the comments, come check us out live, or hit... show up on Twitter. What anybody can agree on is that children who receive frequent, meaningful time with their role models typically show higher grades in school, better overhaul behavior, and more improved social skills for an overall better quality of life. Right now, for many of us, we have an unprecedented opportunity to start making changes with our relationships for our children, to improve not only their lifestyles, but ours as well. We've talked about it many times before here on the podcast, and this fact remains the same, that we are our children's best or worst role model. The people who they spend their most time with tend to influence the greatest amount of who they will be right from the day they're born until we send them off into the world as adults. At any point in your life, it comes down to a matter of time. And we've talked about time management a bit in the past, but we're going to take a look at this again as perhaps some ways to improve that. One of the first things you want to do when you're trying to assess the time, your time, sit down, look at what you've been doing. Um, This is actually something we just recently did at the start of the week here. My spouse and I sat down and we talked about the previous couple of weeks and what we felt was working uh, for us effectively using our time. Part of that is also looking at your personal priorities or the priorities of you and your spouse co- collectively. And are your priorities matching your distribution of time? Well, it's all well and good to say, hey, I, I, my family is my biggest priority. Most of us actually work. When you look at our schedules, our life schedule is clearly spending more time at work than with our family at that point you have to recognize that you're prioritizing work over family and yes i understand that you need to provide for your family however there's still a bit of a happier medium that needs to be found if you you can't say that your top priority in life is your family If you never see them, you can say that your top priority is to provide for your family, but that doesn't, and therefore that would line up with work being your primary time spender. But to say that your family is your priority when you never see them, you're not really lining things up that way. So sometimes some of this reflection might not even be about scheduling so much as self reflection as to what your actual priorities are. If you take a look at it and you decide, you know, my priority is my family and it's not just providing for them, but it's being a part of my family. One of the ways that we can start reaching a happier medium is to do this by setting out specific goals, as well as making minor adjustments to our schedules over time. If it is, uh, as in the example, you would like to put a priority into a particular hobby, uh, then set a goal that says hobby X, I'm gonna do this many times in a month, instead of doing it Y number of times. Um, One of the things we did here at home for time management with the current things going on, was we sat down we looked at all the kids, um school work and about the fact that the weekdays is monday to friday however school might be tuesday to saturday or monday to s- sunday or whatever with our ki- our home having two kids in two different grade levels both of which are under the age of eight so they need someone to guide them through their schoolwork. they can't just be s- sent on google classroom and have at her at the start of the school week, my spouse sits down, looks at what my children have to do, and she writes out a list of what it is that they have that the school wants them to do each day. And she takes that on a piece of paper, and she writes it all out, so they can take that piece of paper and scratch things off, check them off. Just a simple to-do list. So that as they work their way through their days, they can see what they have accomplished. As of this week, we mark down on a calendar when I'm going to come down here into the studio and work on my content creation. Uh, We established uh, specific calendar hours for my days where I'll be doing show notes and doing this live recording as an example. So she has a calendar upstairs with has certain dates in it. Let me find another page. I have my list of notes here of different tasks I'm trying to accomplish in my bullet journal. And then I have another book, which is over here somewhere, and it actually is a timed sheet with hours of the day, I highlight my working hours, cross out my lunch break, because I've learned that if I don't schedule lunch, I don't eat. So. I fill in my day with a list of things that I would like to accomplish that day and I really break it down. But outside of setting up a basic schedule to eyeball your days, another effective way to save yourself some time is looking at where you're wasting time, where it's being tossed out the window. On Tuesday. I spent nearly four hours in the studio at the start of my day just cleaning this place up. I went through different boxes and different piles of things that had turned into just big old piles of things and broke it down into, okay, this is material I've used for the show. This is material I can use for the show. This is for geocaching. This is for the podcast. This is for video games. This is for personal life. This is whatever. And I cleaned up a good chunk of everything in here. There's a box over there I haven't gotten to yet. But, you know, I spent, like I said, four hours on Tuesday morning cleaning things up. And it took about 30 seconds of my toddler running through here and going, whee! To destroy everything I did. But I made a valiant effort. I just didn't uh, appropriately toddler-proof the room. You leave a bunch of papers, leaving it around, it's really my own fault but but the point is that by scheduling it saying hey i'm gonna spend this morning just tidying things up i was able to see a bunch of resources that i honestly had forgotten i even had for the show and reach out to different organizations and brands about using their reading materials in the show as an example Further to that same point, my spouse went through and collected all of our winter gear, coats, boots, ski pants out of our uh, entryway closet, uh, since the snow is mostly gone from our yard now. Um, But because now the children don't have to go digging through all their winter gear to find their rain gear and their rubber boots and that kind of stuff, that's going to save them time. So if we're trying to get everybody outside to go play in the backyard, or we want to go for a walk or whatever the case may be, we're saving ourselves time so we can spend less time getting ready to do things because we're busy looking for stuff and more time focused on doing what we want to do a couple of weeks back we did the top five sanity savers episode and one of those things that i listed on there was making time for updates news updates you know picking specifically when you're going to check in and see what changes have happened news wise in your area so you're not stressing about it throughout the day you can do the same thing for when you might spend time on your phone or social media throughout your day so you don't end up taking a little peek at your phone and then oh crap I found TikTok and it's been two hours what was I supposed to be doing and I, I straight up I've done this in my workday. there are three points in my work day that say check twitter because otherwise, I would just check Twitter at random when I get a notification, and I would get stuck in Twitter, and that was be it. Another little thing to consider as well, guys, when you're setting out your schedule. If you can't fit all your pots onto the stove, you have too many of them. I ran into this situation. I was trying to fit all the content creation that I do into the after hours of the day when the kids are going to bed... During the day, we were doing all their homeschooling. I was trying to do both kids at the same time. uh, Plus look after the toddler or pawning the toddler off of my spouse. And cooking and cleaning and doing all the things. All at once. And it was burning me out. You know, so like I said, we set out a work schedule. I've picked three days this week. These times this week. So that we can work on these things and give them dedicated amounts of time. Once you've done this, once you've looked at what your priorities are, and you've thought about how much time your kids need for school, how much time you need for work, and you're ready to get done those things. You're ready to sit down and do it. You've picked apart that schedule, and you're, okay, we're gonna tweak it here, we're gonna do this there, and we try to find something better. Like, we're all trying to do in today's situations. My question for you. Did you schedule family time? Though we may be stuck together for many of us, it doesn't mean we are spending our time engaged with each other. In a normal everyday situation, as an example, we have talked about in the past how family meals are a great way to bring your family together and spend time together. Right now, you could be turning this into some one-on-one time by rotating through your kids and your spouse to give everybody a turn tag-teaming making dinner together, working on meals. And regardless of the age of your children, this could be an amazing opportunity towards educating them on uh, kitchen safety how to cook meals uh, how to determine portion sizes which is math measuring you know there's so many different things you can teach a child in a kitchen and if you specifically set out okay today we're going to do sally tomorrow we're going to do susan and the next day we're going to do mikey if each one of your children gets a turn cooking dinner with you that's quality time learning from you it's not just quality time it is productive educational time so that's like threefold it's perfect it's everything that we want in life and there's other little opportunities for things like that too but that's just that was one of the more predominant examples that we could get both from the reading and from past conversations here on the show next if you haven't already found the time to do family meetings or family game nights now is the time even if your routine is going to change eventually you can learn to adjust your routine and when you would do your family meetings or family game nights down in the future when it comes to that time. But right now, you can even be doing those things together. Say on Sundays, you decide you're going to do your family game night. Well, pick. You can do it before or after the family meeting. Depending on what kind of things come up in your family meetings, it might be better to get everybody to get get along before the meeting with some games or save it for laughter as a relaxation technique. key points to remember if you are starting family meetings is to be sure to involve your children in reevaluating your scheduling and planning um, come to them and ask them what's working well for them uh, you might find that your kids say honestly i would prefer maybe both these or all three of your kids or however many kids you have maybe they all agree that child Y should do their math homework first then child Z, then child X however it is perhaps they might have suggestions to make things less stressful for them as much as for yourself to that end I've had the pleasure of working with and learning from so many great people over the last couple of years and one thing I won't ever forget is the expression of the arsenic hour I've heard it called different things but it's the idea that when your kids would get home from school or from being at another parent's house, if you are in a split custody situation, they need to the time to switch their brains from one environment to the other and you know, get them into their at home mode. And the person who coined this phrase to me did say that, it, you know, it might not take an hour for some kids. It might be 15 minutes, it might be an hour and a half for other kids. It's just kind of a rule of thumb. But right now, I feel like this is a huge thing to include into your daily routine. It's a moment of relaxation or break time to let yourself, as much as your kids, switch from one mindset to another and just not have to be doing anything. You know, we break up the kids' day by coming together at lunchtime and just throwing on a show. That's how we time our meals you guys have to the end of the show and we've been watching recess on Disney Plus but at the end of the day we give our three kids time together just to go play outside in the backyard or to just do whatever and throughout the day uh, my spouse since she's taken over the homeschooling she does one kid then the other And while the other kid is learning, whichever one's not learning, is getting a break from school time to just let their brain unwind before she switches topics for them. Uh, Some key things to think about is the fact that every moment with your child is a teaching moment. And when you take the time to teach and involve your children that holds a special, meaningful place in their lives. And that's where we get that quality out of our time spent with them. Whether you're looking to introduce them to different hobbies or interests that you have, or maybe you're having them teach you about theirs, which is hugely important. Huge, 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 huge. And it's important to all kinds of children at all ages even your adult children mind blown I know we've mentioned this in the show before but what this does is this says I love you and the things that make you who you are bring me closer to you and to knowing you better. You said all of that by just actively listening to them, talking to something that maybe you would have normally just brushed off because it didn't interest you. And before we kind of dig into what actively listening means... If you have a large family like us, suddenly having every moment spend together, you might have to include some um, me time for your kids. I implemented mandatory sibling distancing. Uh, you know time where my kids cannot interact with each other. Uh, for X amount of time each day, I also made times where child X must spend time with child Z y will then have time alone well then we'll switch and x uh, will have time alone well y spends time with Z because Z was being ignored by x and y there's a four-year gap between my youngest and the next kid up so the older two are much closer to each other in age so they tend to play with each other easier and ignore the younger sibling So I have done this where I've made them spend time apart from each other and made them spend time with their younger sibling. Something to consider. Depending on the ages of your children might not work out so well, but you could work with them towards strengthening different relationships within the family that have maybe fallen apart over a period of time. I mean, if you're all in the house together, you might as well get along. Nose with your toes. This is another expression that I will probably never forget thanks to some amazing presenters over the years. Heard some different variations on it. Um, That exact statement came from the psychologist that we did our love languages class with uh, back in February. But nose with your toes, nose with your toes is talking about your body's alignment your nose and your toes should be facing the same direction and in this case it specifically means to whom you are interacting with the person that you're talking to right think about it if you have a person who is cooking at your stove in your house and you go and you ask them a question it feels far more meaningful and When they stop what they're doing and they turn their nose and their toes to you and they answer what you're saying, or does it feel more meaningful when they, you know, they half look over their shoulder at you and they're still doing something over here? Yeah, that that looks good. Chances are you like the idea of them giving you their full attention And right now, with everything going on in the world, it's pretty easy to think that you're giving attention by giving a reply. But we can clearly see in that example that that's not the same thing. When it comes to your smaller children, we have the added step of you needing to get down on their level to make eye contact as well as your nose with your toes. From there, now that we've given your child, or maybe it's your spouse, your attention, you know, nose with toes. But how well are you actually listening to what they're saying? And are you listening to all of the colors of the wind? Yeah. Yes. Disney reference. But in all seriousness, the seriousness, but in all seriousness, are you watching their body language? Are you feeling the emotions that they are conveying with the sound of their voice? Are you letting them finish before you reply or are you causing a bigger interruption than a TV or a radio that you just turned off to give them your attention? Some of the biggest things with listening to our kids or spouses are found in acceptance both for what is said and the silences in between. And I'll admit, I have a hard time with giving my children silence to prepare a response. I have this fear that the response will be fabricated. And so from my own learnings and readings today, I have... Acknowledge that this is something I need to improve on. The other side of accepting is to not shoot it down. When kids say something that we feel is inaccurate or inappropriate. An example would be if your child says they hate something or they hate someone. And you go and respond with, no you don't. Even in that happy, cheerful tone, that's still not the way to handle that. You are still shooting down what they are saying, but in that moment of not accepting what they've said, you could cause them to disengage or completely end a conversation just like that. Because, well, you don't really want to hear what I have to say. Um, We are pretty good with this one in our household Um, Having a lot of experience with suicidal people in the past Including myself I've learned to work through a person's statements with them You know, if you feel that a statement isn't true or accurate As an example of, you know uh, Susie hates Harold You know you can open up with something along the lines of i'm surprised to hear you say that and then you can move on to a question as to why they feel this way or why they said this to you and if they ask you well why do you want to know you just tell them i just want to learn more about what you've told me leave it open-ended in that fashion and this does a few things with the conversation it keeps it honest i just want to understand you it leaves it open because it's not a yes or no answer coming next and you've given the control to them even if you started the conversation the ball is now in their court and that will increase the likelihood of them continuing the conversation Um, avoid saying how you feel or what you think unless they ask you for your opinion That's another thing that I've worked on over the last little bit because I'm bad for that one, especially with Andy. And she has told me that many times. As soon as you jump on the bandwagon and try to give your opinion without it being asked, you're cutting yourself short and you're creating that disconnection or that conversation ending moment uh, earlier than you probably want to now if you're trying to get out of a conversation you could also use those things as ways to end it abruptly but that wouldn't be a very positive thing towards improving your relationship with your children everything we just talked about everything that was just covered we did that looking at it as though your kids are looking to talk to you but what if they aren't how do we as parents As aunts and uncles As grandparents How do we Start the conversation Well First off If you Don't want a generic I'm fine Or All good As an answer Don't ask a generic question Uh, We do questions Sometimes At dinner uh, To see how everyone's day's gone But we ask Uh, specific open-ended questions things like what was a moment from today that made you smile frown giggle throw in whatever descriptor you want there and why i smiled today when mom tickled me because tickles make me giggle that's a lot more of a conversation than Did you have a good day? Yep. And you can play off those questions and come up with follow-up questions. We, If you find you're trying to open them up in one of those moments of relaxation we mentioned earlier, where you're giving them that arsenic hour, that time to switch from one thing to another. If you're trying to figure out how to start up a conversation with your kid, try just making a statement about your day or an observation about them. You know, you seemed like you had a good day today. Have you ever heard of KISS? K-I-S-S? Keep it simple, stupid, or stupid, simple? Seen it both ways. If you're looking to start a conversation with a child, just ask your child what they want to talk about. Pretty straightforward. I would say in our own experience, about 40% of the time, I get a great answer. And I know it's less than half, but 40% of the time, I get a great answer out of my kids. You know, they start up, they go, well, you know, I want to talk about this. Okay. And that turns into a lengthy And thoughtful conversation That engages us into a conversation For a period of time I'd say 10% of the time I get nothing Like there's "Eh, nothing And the other 50% of the time I get information That feels like I will never Get back those minutes Of my life And that is perfectly fine because those minutes of my life have been given to my children and that might be time that sits with them for the rest of their lives. You know, I'm, I'm just picture it. you know. I remember as a kid, my dad would ask me what I wanted to talk about and I would come up with some crazy silly story that meant nothing to him. you know, It didn't even really mean anything to me, but he would listen anyways. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I wrote that example down in my show notes, I imagined my oldest son saying something like that at my funeral to his other siblings, and I had to have a hard swallow on my emotions when I was done writing that example. But it's a great example as to how just simply making a little bit of extra time there can make that quantity of time we have into a quality moment so to sum everything up make time to make time take little moments to really listen to your children throughout your day and teach them different life things like cooking or cleaning or whatever I've had days where my kids have come down here while I'm editing videos and I've sat my oldest boy on my lap and I've talked to talked him through editing videos. He might never need that skill set. He might not even remember that I talked to him about it. Or maybe that will put an idea in his head that when he's old enough to start doing his own videos, he's going to remember, my dad knows stuff about editing videos and he might come to me for more information when he's older. You know, we took that random interaction made it a quality interaction that could plant a seed of information for the future remember that you especially right now if you're all at home are not only the best but maybe the only role models for your kids so try and lead by example if you want your kids to talk to you be open and talk to them Give them quality time in amongst this quantity of time that you have. Before we get into the question of the week, guys, I'm going to bring up a few different things that are coming up for dad's class. I would like to have a game night. We are going to have a Jackbox party. We're going to host it here on the Mixer channel. Uh, How this works, I'll be streaming it to the Mixer page just like I do... uh, with the show when i do the live recordings Jackbox, just like the name jack tv lets you connect to the games using your mobile browser on your phone and a room code for up to eight players uh, there are several different options for games there's no game date set yet so please keep in touch with the show on our facebook page and our twitter accounts for more information as soon as i pick a date for that i will be spamming in there i will let you know in the show if there's a show between then and now but follow us on facebook follow us on twitter and uh, those will be the quickest way to find out what day we're going to end up doing that play date from there next week's show will not have a live recording i am almost done the show notes uh, bouncing back and forth with the guests I'm going to be having on the show, but we're just going to be doing an audio recording uh, off the internet. And then I will have it directly released to YouTube and the audio channels for Friday, May 1st. Um, I want to take a second as well to remind you guys that you are more than welcome to make suggestions for the show for our different media platforms different things you want to see us get involved with, whatever the case may be, I welcome your input. You know, we're we're all in this together. Lastly, our weekly reminder of the Extra Life fundraiser. Again, this is our second year in a row, and we would love for if you guys could help us reach our goal for the Stollery Children's Hospital here in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, we are about $38 away from the $100 mark and being raised, and our milestone for $100 is a Lego building stream. We got a small Lego building stream and a large Lego building stream. We have a variety of milestones as we get closer to our goals. Um, there was a couple other milestones for the larger numbers I was looking into, but with everything going on, not sure that some of those will be able to happen depending on where we're at by the time uh, this year's fundraising ends in December. I'll have to just play it by ear when we get to those higher numbers so if you head on to the links on this episode you'll find a link to the extra life page and on the fundraising page there is a progress bar near the top that tells you where we're at in our goal and there's little dots along there and those are our milestones you can hover over them and it'll tell you what each milestone is um there's also incentives for you guys so you can pick a different incentive um, or you can choose just to donate a dollar amount the incentives include things like me doing the next live stream with stickers or tattoos on my face you know, temporary ones and um, changing what uh, video game I'm playing or how I'm playing a video game getting a letter from my kids, there's all sorts of cool little things on there and if you guys have suggestions for other incentives by all means let me know about those too alrighty Question of the week. How much time is too much time with your kids? That could be a loaded question, eh? Now, for each parent, this is likely going to be situational, but I have learned that I can spend all day with all three of my children as long as I don't have to do their online schooling. As with every episode, I look forward to your feedback, so please rate this show on your podcast app, leave a review there, or on YouTube. Uh, Down below the bridge where all the trolls live, in the YouTube comment section, let us know how you feel about the show. You guys can, of course, follow the show on Twitter at DadsClass, or on Facebook.com slash DadsClass. Uh, You'll also find links to our website and merchandise shop in the description of today's episode. I just got noticed that merch I ordered for myself was shipped out, so hopefully I'll be rocking that soon here on the show. Uh, You guys can email me personally at crownso at gmail.com. C-R-O-W-N-E-S, the number zero. And you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, or in Discord with at If you found today's class informative, share it with your friends, see what they have to think of it. And of course, until next class, be sure to look at these other suggestions here and educate yourself with another dad's class. Thanks for listening, guys.